It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We want to welcome all of our listeners as we always do. We're so thankful that you're there. You're a great encouragement to us because you are there and you care about learning more from God's Word. We know that many of you listen on a regular basis, many of you actually just about every day. And we're so thankful for all of you, even those who are new listeners or those who can only listen every once in a while. We're thankful that you're there. We're thankful to have the opportunity to share with all who will listen the truths of God's Word, to try to help you understand those teachings from Scripture more clearly, more deeply, more fully, to help bring the richer meaning to your understanding as we go through those passages from day to day. And we pray that as we do that, that your knowledge of God's Word is growing, and that as your knowledge grows, your faith is growing as well growing deeper, growing stronger, and that you're coming closer and closer to God. And ultimately, we pray that these studies are helping equip you to make that decision to come to God fully through his Son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness, for salvation, for redemption. That's our prayer. We pray that we're helping you toward that end. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you as we continue, actually bring to a conclusion today, this particular study we're in. Well, thank you, Gary. It is certainly wonderful for me to be on this program with you today, as many times I am. It's really a blessing to me and to be a part of this program and this ministry with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Really appreciate the fact that the congregation here has gotten behind it and is supportive of it and is very much concerned with getting the gospel out just as you and I are. And you know, living in this area, Gary, probably most people could relate to this. Uh, We know that agriculture has a big impact upon our economy here in the Midwest. And many people actually grow gardens during the warm season. And they know what it's like to get out there and to work the ground, maybe till it up, maybe spade it up, whatever the situation is. And then they put those seeds in the ground and they water them and perhaps they fertilize them and then they wait. And maybe within a week, maybe a couple of weeks, depending upon what the crop is, you see those little sprouts beginning to come through the ground. And great feeling of satisfaction. And then you nurture that during the growing season. You make sure it gets the water that it needs. You try to keep the weeds out. And eventually, that brings forth the fruit that you expect from that particular seed. And I think we can relate that to how people grow in God's word as well. The seed is initially planted. There may be other people involved in watering it or in nurturing it. And eventually, that begins to grow and it sprouts. And as a person continues to grow in the word, you can really see some major differences as that fruit appears in their lives. They become more and more Christ-like. And I think that really gives us a good picture of what we hope our listeners are going to be experiencing in their lives, that they are growing in Christ, in the knowledge of his word, and they're making the personal application reflecting what we see given to us in God's word. Amen. Very well put, and uh, a great descriptive illustration there. Just really good. 
we should grow stronger in our understanding and in our faith subsequently mm-hmm. on a and an ongoing basis. We really should. We should. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to conclude this particular study wherein we've asked the question, do you want to be rich? Yes. That's your answer, yes? <laughs> That's my answer, yes. Uh. <laughs> That's probably the answer that most people would give. Yes. I think you're right. Yes. Now, some people might be a little hesitant. Some people might say, no, I don't really want to be rich. But if you talk with them privately, they might come around, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But most people would, they'd be willing to give it a try, as we've said. Yes. But there's just so much focus today in our society, in our culture on wealth and Mm. creating wealth and accumulating wealth and Mm -hmm. maintaining wealth. And as we said, there are books and there are articles and there are television programs, radio programs, videos, Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of uh, infomercials and all Mm -hmm. kinds of ventures Mm -hmm. that people can get into to supposedly become wealthy. Yes, that's right. Well, some of those work, some of those don't work. Mm-hmm. It probably depends to a great extent on how much a person puts himself or herself into any endeavor. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody tells you that you can get wealthy in an hour a day, mm-hmm. you know, you probably need to just go on to something else. More than likely. But what we're really looking at is not the material wealth. That comes and goes mm-hmm. in any society, in any culture, in any generation. What we're looking at is there's a rich, there's there's a, a source of riches that far surpasses anything that this world has to offer. And of course, we're talking about, as we've been emphasizing, the riches of redemption, forgiveness, salvation mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, Being in Christ is worth more than anything and everything that is available to us in this world. Certainly is. We looked at that in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. The stories of the merchant man who found this pearl of great price and he Mm -hmm. sold everything that he had to get that one pearl. It was that valuable. Yes, that's right. And the man who found the treasure in the field and he Mm -hmm. sold everything that he had to buy that field so that he could possess that treasure. Yes. It was worth giving up everything for. That's right. And of course... In both accounts, the the message is that salvation, being in God's kingdom, Mm -hmm. is worth more than everything that we might accumulate Mm -hmm. in this particular life in this world. Yes, that's exactly the case. So the riches that are available in Christ are way beyond anything that we would ever accumulate, achieve, possess, in this world. Mm -hmm. They certainly are. In the physical realm. Yes. Now, in our last program, we started to look at some treasures that are offered to us in Christ, Mm -hmm. some specifics. We're not going to cover everything. We're just going to look at three really important Mm -hmm. treasures that we ought to consider. If we can possess these, well, Mm -hmm. we've just got it. That's right. And the first one we looked at was peace. Right. Boy, peace is so elusive. We hear it talked about. We read about it. Mm -hmm. We hear it promoted, Mm -hmm. even in our news programs. And yet it is just kind of always running through the fingers, so to speak, Mm -hmm. of society. 
I think really, Gary, this is something that virtually any person who has ever lived would seek for their life. You know, we, we talk initially about, do you want to be rich? And well, yeah, for most of us, probably so. There would be that small minority that would think, well, no, you know, I'm already rich. I'm already rich from a material standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. That's wonderful if someone can have that attitude. Peace, on the other hand, is something it seems to me that everyone would want. And it's something that you cannot purchase with money. Exactly right. Now, as I pointed out in our last program, I believe, I remember talking to a, a man just very recently, and he was talking to me about his siblings, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how well off they are mm -hmm. materially, how successful they've been yes. from an economic perspective. Sure. And he talked about two or three of them being probably millionaires mm -hmm. at the time he was telling me this, but then he said, I'm the poor one. Mm -hmm. And then he said, but I'm the rich one yes. in another way. Sure. Because he was a Christian yeah, right. and they were not. Well, that's what we need to understand. Mm -hmm. The peace that comes by being right with God through mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, as Paul put it in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7, the peace that surpasses understanding. Yes. Yeah, wonderful thought that is too. And uh, we've said before, not just in connection with this series, but that's something that's so difficult to try to explain to someone. It's really a peace an individual needs to experience. Yes, and it can only be experienced totally, fully, through that relationship in Christ. That's the only way. Now, the second one we looked at as we were closing our program last time was hope. Mm -hmm. Peace, hope. Hope, not just a wish, not a desire, certainly not a wild desire, not an unrealistic hope, but we're talking about the desire plus the expectation. That's because correct. this hope comes with a promise. Yes. So hope, ever abiding, eternal hope. No matter the threat, it is still persisting hope. Mm -hmm. How much would such hope be worth in your life today? You know, if a person could honestly answer that, well, I'll just answer it for myself. I'm not going to try to speak for anyone else. That kind of hope would be priceless. It would. Let's relate it to an experience that probably most of us can, can recognize and, and say, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I've experienced that or I know somebody who has experienced that. And let's say somebody goes to the doctor and the doctor diagnoses them with a terminal illness. Mm -hmm. And they receive treatment for that terminal illness for a period of time, but ultimately the illness takes them over and they are facing their last few days. Mm -hmm. Now, what if they could all of a sudden be given a realistic hope for recovery? Mm -hmm. What would that be worth? Anything and everything they had. Anything and everything they had. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about when this life is over, mm -hmm. and unless the Lord comes again, it will be over for every one of us one day. Mm -hmm. And yet, 
in the face of that reality, we, through hope, real New Testament hope, are assured of eternal life. That's right. Of an eternal home in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now that is tremendous, tremendous hope. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, Colossians 3 and verse 4, hope that is just beyond price. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6. And how about reading verses 18 and 19? That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Boy, look at that, how it's described. Now, again, we're not talking about a wild wish or a dream or just some unrealistic desire here. We're talking about an anchor for mm-hmm. the soul. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful picture, really. It really is. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something realistic here. Yes, indeed. Real. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's, it's the desire, certainly, mm-hmm. but coupled with the expectation mm-hmm. that the desire will be fulfilled. And, you know, something else great uh, that we can look at in this passage, Gary, is the fact that it's impossible for God to lie. You know, when he is setting this hope before us, it's not some fanciful whimsical thing this is based upon the fact that God cannot lie so he's promised us this hope and because he is absolutely truthful Mm -hmm. keeps his word every time Mm -hmm. can be counted on with total certainty Mm -hmm. then we can be assured of this hope absolutely there's no question about it the realization of Mm -hmm. this hope Yes. Let's look at another passage here and move into another treasure. So the first two treasures, peace and hope. And I think both of these, Dennis, we would put that priceless value on. Absolutely. Priceless. Mm -hmm. Now, what about Mark chapter 10 and verse 30? Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time? Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Eternal life. Wow. What would people give for that? (laughs) Yeah, that's, again, something that people have searched for, I think, since there have been people. Oh, my. How many of us can remember going through uh, our history classes in school and reading of Ponce de Leon. Looking for the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth, yes. <laughs> Just keep drinking the waters from that fountain. He thought yeah. it, you know, he was thinking that maybe it really existed. Oh, yes. Out there someplace, and, mm-hmm. and he was determined to try to find it. He yeah, absolutely. Well, people have been looking for the secret of ongoing longevity, as you said, probably just about as long as there have been people on this earth. Yes, indeed. And yet what we have offered to us is exactly that, Mm -hmm. eternal, everlasting life. Yes. Now, not physically. No. But we're talking about beyond this physical life, spiritual. 
And that's a lot better. Oh, a lot better, a lot better. <laughs> you know, when you look at the description of, of, of heaven in Revelation in a couple of different places, it talks about no tears, mm -hmm. no sorrow, mm -hmm. no sickness, no dying. Mm -hmm. No pain. No pain. Boy, that would be great. How many people can relate to that? Yes. I mean, you know, there's probably no one who has lived for any length of time on this earth who has not experienced physical pain to one degree or another. You know, for some people it's chronic, it's ongoing. For others it may be intermittent, but certainly we know what that feels like. And it's pretty hard to imagine an existence where that does not exist. For some people, the physical pain is, well, it's chronic. We, we understand that's ongoing, mm -hmm. basically never-ending, but it is also severe. It is. Severe pain. Yes. Well, in heaven, no pain. Here, eternal life, mm -hmm. eternal life the Lord is offering us. Yes. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, what do we read? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life, life lasting forever. And not just hanging on, you know, mm -hmm. not on life support, mm -hmm. but we're talking about real life. Absolutely. Well, people spend billions of dollars each year to try to hang on to life. Mm -hmm. And here Jesus, through the gospel, offers everybody everlasting life. Yes, he does. And so many people simply do not take advantage of it. Unfortunately, no. In Romans chapter 6, verses 22 and 23, what do we read there? But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In those two verses, we see that that concept, that promise, given twice, mm -hmm. everlasting life, mm -hmm. eternal life. Yes. And that is the opposite of the wages of sin, which is death. Right. And the reason that we can look forward to everlasting life is because Jesus offers us the opportunity to be forgiven of our sins. He does indeed. And thereby redeemed and receive eternal life. Mm-hmm. Through salvation. Yes. In John chapter 10 and verse 10, what did Jesus say? The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That they may have life, mm -hmm. abundant life. Right. Now I think the ultimate realization of that obviously is, as we've been reading, in heaven. Yes. In eternity. Mm-hmm. But I believe that Jesus also came so that we can have abundant life right here in this world mm -hmm. while we are moving toward heaven. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to be materially wealthy, but that's mm -hmm. the question in this particular lesson. Do you mm -hmm. want to be rich? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd rather be rich spiritually mm -hmm. than rich materially and be lost spiritually. Oh, yes, there's no comparison. There, abs there is absolutely none. So we've just looked at some samplings of the treasures that are available to us by virtue of being in Christ, being Christians. Mm -hmm. 
being saved. Yes. Peace, hope, eternal life. Yes. My, what treasures those are. That's yes. a trio. Well, and again, they're priceless. Priceless. Now, you know, Dennis, we haven't even talked about the description of what heaven is like. Mm hmm in Revelation chapter 21, verses 10 through 27. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to read through all of that, but, but my, what a description of that place. Yes, it really is amazing. Think about, and, and I'm not sure we're to understand these descriptive uh, references literally. I suspect they're accommodative to help us understand this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. And yet we really need to come away understanding it's a whole lot better than this even. <laughs> yes. But these are terms that we can relate to. Yes. Diamonds and precious gems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gates of pearl, streets of gold. Mm -hmm. Boy, oh boy. What a place. What a description. Yes, that's right. And that is the reside for eternity for those who are saved in Christ. Mm-hmm. What a place to look forward to. Yes, yes. Now, you know, we haven't even talked about uh, the price tag for these things. Well, I guess we have. We said for one or the other, they are priceless. Yes. And when you go back to Matthew chapter 13, verses 40 through 44 through 46, there is the model for us. Mm -hmm. Worth giving up everything for in right. order to possess. Yes, exactly. The peace, the hope the eternal life mm -hmm. that goes with being Christians. Mm -hmm. Well, it's really a no-brainer, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. If we are looking for great treasure mm -hmm. beyond imagination virtually, mm -hmm. that's where we ought to be looking. No doubt about on it. On the spiritual side of life. Mm -hmm. What price tag would you put on these heavenly treasures? Priceless. Mm -hmm. They're real. They're waiting for each one of us if we'll accept them. Jesus issued the great invitation in Matthew 11 and verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he asks us to come to him, mm -hmm. to give our lives to him. Yes. Now people hold back. You know, Dennis, if we were to offer our listeners a check a certified check for $5 million and say, now all you have to do is just follow us. Mm -hmm. They'd do it. We'd have some followers. Yes, certainly. Mm -hmm. Great, great many. Yes. For $5 million. The Lord offers all of our listeners and you and me and everybody else in the world eternal life. Mm -hmm. The riches of Salvation in heaven forever and ever. Far more than $5 million. Yes. Well, why would anyone not follow him? It's a mystery. That is the question. If you would like to learn how to follow your Lord properly, obediently, you can contact us and we'll send you that free Bible study we always offer. There's no charge. We'll take care of the postage both ways. Just contact us and ask us for it and find out how you can tap in to the treasures of heaven.
We hope to hear from you right away.